Greetings. Welcome to the She Is Grace podcast. My two guests today is Marianne Jamay and Zelda Kitt. Hey, ladies, how are you today? Wonderful. Hello. Doing good. Doing good. Well, that's great to hear. So, uh, Mary Ann, can you share a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. Uh, as we met before, um, I am a business owner, uh, EmpireOrg.com. I specialize in project management, what mother doesn't. I'm also a military wife, <laughs> love our U.S. Air Force. Uh, I'm also the mother of four, which brings us to this podcast. So thank you for the opportunity to share. It is my privilege to um, chat a little bit about lessons learned and love I have for uh, three little boys and one little girl. Okay. Well, welcome and thank you so much, Zelda. Absolutely. I'm Zelda Kidd and I am a pastor and I've pastored now for over 20 years I'm the mother of two. I have a 21-year-old son and a 31, uh, soon-to-be 31-year-old daughter. And of course, I've been married now uh, 27 years. I'm a retired educator. I've retired from the Alabama uh, Department of Education. I've worked with as a social worker in other areas, uh, dealing with helping people become better. So now I'm actually working in the system, um, Georgia school systems at Troop County. So I'm excited to be here. Okay. Well, again, my sisters, welcome and thank you for agreeing to share your time with me today. So the topic for today is motherhood since motherhood, I'm sorry, Mother's Day is a few days away. So we want to kind of just dive in. So um, what does motherhood mean to you, uh, to the both of you? But I'm going to share first what it means to me. So for me, it exemplifies an opportunity to nurture with unconditional love, guidance and God's wisdom by building a bond that's unshakable for a lifetime. So that's my little snippet. So mm-hmm. Zelda, yeah, thank you. So Zelda, how, how about you? I guess for me, um, that definition has evolved over the years. At first, you know, it was something that you wanted to do because you want to see what you'd look like. <laughs> yes. And that was really cute. But as, right. as I matured as a woman, I realized it's more than just seeing that little one that looks like me or acts like me and reminded me of me. But it's more about a ministry. And when I look in the word, I see women who were not able to give birth. They considered their wounds to be cursed and to be shut up by God. So Mm -hmm. we have to understand the gravity and the brevity of being able to to mother a a child. So to me, that definition has changed. It's a ministry. Wow. For sure. Okay. How about you, Marianne? Oh, I echo that. How beautiful. Um, It really stuck with me. You said uh, unshakable. Um, relationship for a lifetime. You mentioned uh, Zelda, how it's a ministry um, and how it looks different at different points in times. And so that just kind of makes me think, you know, in this season, uh, maybe yeah. this will change, but in this season, uh, the word that comes to mind for motherhood is selflessness. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Wow, one word, huh? Uh, yes. That yes, absolutely. If you're a mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that one word says it all. Selfless. Right. I mean, you could say words yes. like sacrifice, but then that implies that there's a problem with it, or that there's um, right. it implies that there's some right. some you know circumstance that that forced you to uh, you know right. respond right. that way. But when you say that selflessness, negative right, it's a choice, right? So right. selflessness. Right. And, and you know what? I, I echo with both, with both of you said as well. Zelda, you said it's a ministry. And I like the fact that you said selflessness. But also I would add to that, that it's a mindset. 
It's like God has given you the opportunity to teach, to um, to impart, to um, impart wisdom in, to uh, you know, teach them about God, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you know, teaching them in their prayers when they're little, and and then as they grow older, like my daughters are older, older now, they're young ladies, so now it goes into counseling, it goes to coaching, mm-hmm. it goes to you know, navigating issues and problems and relationships on job or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and I just I'm so full of uh, joy when they give me a call and say, Mom, I got this situation. Can you help me? A mom, can you pray with me about this? And I'm like, wow, God, this is awesome. I get to pour into them a little bit more, but in a different level, I guess I would say. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Motherhood doesn't change or fade away. Then that need, that love, like you said, is unshakable. The bonds are unshakable. Uh, And to me, uh, that word ministry comes right back because ministry is about serving others. Yes, giving yes. of oneself, pouring out one's life. And that's what we do as mothers. We yes. pour out our lives, you know, for them. And you know what? Uh, I can say this too, is what no matter how tired we are, I can remember days being tired, you know, working, coming home, having to still, you know, make sure everything was in order. And it's like, you just keep going. It doesn't matter about the tiredness or you feeling a little weary and you want to get some rest and still you take that extra, extra strength God gives us somehow to press forward. Go ahead, Marianne. You going to say something? No, not at all. I agree. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were trying to chime in. Okay. Sounds great. So let's move on. How has motherhood changed your life? Marianne, I'll start with you. Oh, goodness. Um, I was a uh, uh, mother early in the game. Uh, I had our oldest son at 21 and I had a second oldest 15 months later. Uh, so I would consider myself a baby (laughs) when I look back on 21, (laughs) I consider myself a baby. But even at that time I was already, uh, setting goals to, you know, own my first house by the time I had my oldest son and, and I was able to accomplish things like that. So, um, when I think of how motherhood changed me, I think it directed those types of decisions. I don't know if at 21, I would have been focused on home ownership, for example, um, unless I knew that I wanted to have a bedroom for my baby to wake up in that they could call their own and a safe place to live and uh, acquire wealth and those kind of focuses. You know, my peers weren't really thinking like that who, who did not have children, you know, as well. And so I think that um, they have really... Um, uh, giving me a, a couple benefits, if you will, you know, people kind of looked at having children young um, as a downside or or that, that right. kind of thing. But really, for me, um, it, it, there were lots of benefits. It tamed me. I saw people clubbing and going places and all of that, and I had my right. um, <laughs> I had my share of fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I became right. a single mom on top of that with the two boys. So um, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the peaches and roses, but um, it did tame me in a lot of ways. I didn't have interest or desires to be involved in certain things. Um, maybe get rich quick money schemes. You saw a lot of people doing, and um, you know those kind of uh, uh, endeavors, right? Didn't appeal to me when I saw a lot of other people doing it because I needed a different sense of security. Security, um, not only from the Lord, but from what his way said was to uh, do things. And so I think it, it, it tamed me at that age and time and just my path. Um, it drove me. I was I was very uh, driven because of my children. Um, I had to graduate uh, college. Now, it took me 10 years to get a four year degree. 
but I was determined wow. to get that thing because I wanted right. to show them that it can be done and I want to ask right. them to do it. And I didn't want to ask them to do something I didn't do myself. So it, it drove me, it kept me going. It, it, um, it gave me a sense of humility. I don't know if that's one way that everybody would have described me prior to children, but it definitely, right. <laughs> um, you know, brought me down to size quite a few times, right? I didn't always um, right. have the latest clothes or look the greatest part compared to what I would see my peers investing in their wardrobes. Or I wouldn't, um, you know, I'd have to say no to certain job opportunities if it didn't fit uh, my life schedule. So in some ways, it exactly. would look as if that would hinder my career growth or things like that. But it wasn't. It was just how God was shaping success for me. You know, but um, it right. put me in a place of humility That's because, uh, right, it put me in a place of humility because uh, I, I had to look at, you know, success and winning and things like that through the definition of God's eyes as a mother. And that's not necessarily mm -hmm. the same just as a woman or as a wife or as um, an individual when you're thinking of, of right. a family household. And then lastly, I would say that it changed me in terms of purpose. Um, God giving the assignment of mother. Uh, has so much um, responsibility that comes along with it. And so it does, um, it does. I, I think I better understood the purposes that he had for me um, as a person, as an individual, um, as a woman of God, uh, by looking at the role he gave me as a mother. Um, and even to this day, as I shared, I own a business called Empire Org and we specialize in project management, but I don't believe that I would have been as strong as uh, multitasking, coordinating, um, you know, being able to manage teams of people and any other kind of attitudes right. and, uh, you know, all those kind of things if it weren't for of course. being a mother, right? That prepared me in so of, many ways. And now I'm able to do that for, you know, Fortune 100 tech teams, right? But that all started because of what I mm -hmm. learned um, as a mother. So. Okay. So great. That's a great testimony. Great. Uh, I love your journey. And I know we have spoken before <laughs> and I, I believe that the projects that you do now and what you do now for your company, you're right. You're managing your children so you can easily go manage others. And like you said, dealing with attitude, <laughs> certain aspect of people, it does make you mature. It's like mm. a mature mode of you maturing mm. uh, as a mother, as a woman, as a businesswoman as well, because you're managing your team at home. And of course, you're going to work and you're managing your team there as well. So Zelda, what would you say? Well, I'm listening to what you're saying, Mariana, and really am agreeing because when I reflect um, about 30 years ago, I have to realize the impact that motherhood has had on me. So it, first of all, there was like, no manual that I had to use. Right, right? right. I was still kind of dealing with my own pathway as a child. So when I became a mother, the only thing I really knew and the only tools I really had were those that were handed down to me, those Damn. experiences from my own home. Mm -hmm. And so it was not until, right, mm -hmm. I was married, but it was not until mm -hmm. my husband and I began to talk through some of these issues mm -hmm. where I realized that we could do things differently. All right. Yeah. We could do things differently, yes. right? And we, we wanted to make sure that we didn't overcompensate trying to do things differently, that we didn't have the outcome that we expected. So I would say motherhood expanded me. Mm -hmm. Um, in a many ways in my thoughts and my ideas at one time it was about me. Then it was about me making it. I was one of those women that always had a job, right? Mm -hmm. Two mm -hmm. or three jobs, mm -hmm. always right. working, always doing something. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> when you said, tell me about yourself, I couldn't say it all. You know, I'm writing a book. I've written 
few books, mm-hmm. and I had a business over here, then I did a business mm-hmm. over there, right, it would pass right. right here. And one of the things I took away from my experience as a child was this, being raised up in a church uh, is a great thing, but can also cause some trauma. So I said to myself, Ooh. I am not going to drag my child to mm-hmm. three and four services a Sunday. Yes. Come on, in, in, just in the name of doing church. But wow. I want to make sure they're raised in the fear and admonition of God. But after the teaching, it starts at home. Mm-hmm. But after the teaching, then we need to develop relationships. The one thing that we didn't have in my home growing up was a lot of I love you's. Right. Yeah. Growing right. Up, I right. felt the love. I know mm-hmm. I was loved, mm-hmm. but that, yeah. that, that, those three words were suddenly said. Hmm. We weren't from a family that often hugged. And those are some things I wanted to change. And I wanted my child to know that I loved them and they, that we had this intimacy, you know, mm-hmm. with mother and child and father and child, where that bond would be unshakable, but right. with parameters. Now, I'm going to say this um, also. My husband helped me tremendously because I grew Man. up in a home that was very, a very, a very strictly disciplinarian home. My, mm-hmm. my dad did not play. He didn't mm-hmm. mind spanking. He did, I'll call it a beating, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. That's a tool that I had. So until my right. husband said to me, Zelda, you're going to beat the hope out of this boy oh. if you don't stop. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That is a statement. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> that's conviction. Yeah. But that's conviction, yeah. too. Wow. Everything, everything does not deserve a whipping. That's, that's those right. are the tools your parents had. Mm-hmm. But let's let's think about what works well for our children. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that motherhood has done. Like you said, that word matured me. It matured me. Mm-hmm. It, it made me go to God. It, I went to God and said, "God, teach me how to be a good mom." Yes, yes. Because I and, realized. And, and, go ahead. And I, t- I totally agree with what you're saying because God showed me the same thing about my parenting as I was rearing my daughters. And it's even in my book. And he told me, no, you got to do something a little, do it differently. You you need my guidance and my wisdom. What what was taught to you growing up, when you know better, you do better. Not to say I had a bad child mm-hmm. or anything like that or a horrible child child right, right. but again i love you wasn't i don't remember that now we hug don't get me wrong but i don't remember the i love you i don't remember mm-hmm. i just don't remember saying that and i knew when i had my daughters i said i promise god i'm god i'm gonna make sure they know i love them daily and to this day we get off the phone i love you i love you too <laughs> you know, yes. text and i love you love you too and they'll tell me first yes. you know and I let them know, but my actions mm-hmm. says yes, I yes. love them as well. Telling them is one thing, but my actions, I always try to make sure I'm present as a mother. That's good. That's I, I mean, I went to plays. I went to events. We did trips. We did this. We did that. I was always present. Yes. And that's the key. And I know as fathers, you know, sometimes, you know, men, you know, want to be present. But I think as moms, we have to be present too, even, even so more than I think than dad. You know, because I think the mom is the person that I'm not saying the dad doesn't have wisdom, but I'm saying the mom most of the time is the person that has the quiet spirit or she's like the mother whisperer or she she (laughs) makes things better. She makes things better. She smooths things out. That's what I mean. I'm not saying putting the father down or anything like that, but I'm just saying we have a role of making sure things, making sure they know they're okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think you, you used the word earlier, nurturing, right? You said uh, when you nurturing, yeah. and, yes. and I think that's kind of what I'm what I'm hearing there is that, you know that nurturing aspect. I think that we um, do have a special Thank way you. as mothers of of nurturing. Um, I listened to Zelda's testimony and how, what her husband brought to the table, and um, you know they could they can be that that source of 
calm and steady and right. um uh, strength and things like that you know those are there are those elements that a man mm-hmm. brings a good man brings mm-hmm. to the table um and i can testify right. that my husband has done the same right you know he's the calm right. one right. he's the uh right. he's the right. thinker he's the patient one he's the you know mm-hmm. <laughs> one um you know yeah. kind of like an owl or something like that when he does speak it's like super wise and only three words and you know things like that yeah. kind of, he's my guy yeah. stuff, but um but when he speaks, they listen, yeah. oh, right? Oh, yes, oh, yes. Because um, when he speaks, they listen. Okay, yes, and it's and he's not the he he is a military, but he's not necessarily the militant type, right? Um, right. His approach okay. isn't um, rearing and it's things like that, you know. It's peace, but it's it is he is disciplinary and he is about peace. Mm-hmm. He is about um, that's a blessing. you know those those t- the type of lessons, but his approach is very. Um, reasonable and uh, softer, so to speak. Um, so uh, it's beautiful to, to hear the different experiences. And I'm just so grateful how God still turns all of those to his glory right. in the end, you know, and for our kids' mm-hmm. goodness in the end. It's beautiful. I but you know, also- another, uh, and one more thing. Isn't God patient with, with us as mothers though as well? Oh my God, he he showed us so much grace. So we messed up. We made mistakes. So and he's still like, like, daughter, I still got you. Okay, just do it this way. Oh, no, man. you did it wrong. Let's just do this way. Yeah. But it's the grace that he shows us as mothers. Go ahead, Zelda. No, I was just thinking as we were talking, the other thing that it really brought me to a place, I had to grow to a place of supporting my children in their dreams. Because mm-hmm. when I was growing up, my parents always um, emphasized the importance of education. Right. And so for us, that was not an option. And I brought that along with me with my children that you're going to have to complete school. You need to have a plan. But what I realized was my parents were coming from a place where security and safety was utmost importance mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. They, they themselves were, were brought up in a place where they didn't have the opportunities, right? right. And their right. parents didn't have the opportunities. So a lot of things go along and it passed along the generation. So my son comes along. I wanted to be a writer. I, I got a scholarship out of country. And my mom says, oh, no way. <laughs> we're going to keep it safe. You're going to stay in the, not just the country, but you're going to stay in the state oh, two goodness. hours away. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going out there. We're not doing it. You can't write for a living. Get get something that you can do. But my son wants to be an artist. And at Mm, first I took on the same demeanor. And I was like, no, you can't live off art. you got to do this. And I thought about it. Here I am. i got to learn how to support his dreams. Right. And you know what, Zelda? I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Even with them growing up. There's like gifts, and this is in my book too. Mm-hmm. There's like we see gifts in our children, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. up to us to pray about those gifts and so they can manifest. And when you see the gift, you you give them the tools to nourish and flourish in the gift mm-hmm. as they're growing, right? Yes. And yes. so that's the key. And I like when you said that back in the day. I'm not going to say, I don't know how to say it, but back in the day, how our parents would make sure that, well, okay, you got to get a degree, you got to get a degree. But then you're saying your son wants to be an artist and you have to be able to help him follow his dream. Mm-hmm. If he's not yes. going to college, then that's not his journey, right? Right. And so I right. love the right. fact that you saw that in him and you say, no, God, this has got to be done a little bit different. You know, he wants to be an artist. I got, I need to support the dream. Mm-hmm. I right. love that about you and your husband. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's awesome. Anything else you want to add, Marianne? No, I I just think that's beautiful to have the capacity to do that because there is a uh, 
fearfulness, right? And doing things that we hadn't mm-hmm. seen before, that we hadn't mm-hmm. had demonstrated, or we, we're not experienced in. I'm not an artist. How do I help him be an artist? Those kind of things. So there is a, you know, a, a um, fearlessness that we have to operate in. Um, and that comes from trusting in the Lord. And so I, I just mm-hmm. uh, really commend you on the ability to Me do too. that. And um, as somebody who is probably, you know, that out of the box <laughs> child, yeah, right. you know, um, right. I was right. fortunate enough to have um, family support me, right? Like uh, I had my grandparents mm-hmm. that paid a uh, role in raising me and I had uh, a they mother did. who played they a role in raising me as well. And I lived between both households. And um, so I uh, had the best of both worlds um, that they had right. to offer. And so I was one of those told that they were loved, shown that they were loved, shown how to love, you know, like I, I had all of that stuff. And when I thought of those out of the box ideas, you know, I want to own a home at 21, then I was equipped with the tools to be able to do things like that. Um, But that was because those foundations and that support. And so I I am a product of um, what it looks like when you do have um, someone in your corner, you know, believing right along with you that you can do it, even if they hadn't done it themselves, even if it sounds outlandish, even if it hasn't been done before, it's a little crazy, you know, um, but when you're doing what they say at the Lord and you're doing it the right way um, to have that support, I am a product of the difference that makes. So I just commend you Mm -hmm. for the fearlessness and and obedience um, that you're operating in as a mother to to make that happen for your son. That is the selflessness right there. That's beautiful. Right. And, And that is so true. And I commend you again, Zelda, but again, I believe that, Trusting God mm. in our motherhood, trusting God, even when they're older, like Zelda and I have older children and well, adults now, young adults now, I would say. And just trusting God in every aspect of that still, because you still motherhood doesn't end because they become a certain age. Mm. You know, the, right, the grand right. then the grandbabies come a part of it at some point, you know, or whatever down the road for me, of course. <laughs> not yet. But I'm just saying, you know, that journey is just it still goes on. Mm. And I like the fact that God chose me to yeah. care for two, two of his daughters, because yeah. I always tell them, you're the king's daughters. And God has so much plan and purpose for your life. And it's not that it's sowing seeds into them. Mm-hmm. It's praying with them. It's praying over yes. them while they're children and babies and just giving them back to God daily and say, God, they're yours. They're not mine. So teach me, show me the wisdom and guidance mm-hmm. that I need to continue to guide them and lead them and counsel them and be there for them. But now that love on them so hard and so much that, you know, they they all know in their spirit or they all know that mom loves me. If nobody loves, no one else loves me in this world, mom and dad does. Absolutely. And that's the key. And that's the key. The other thing that really blessed me too, I want to share real quickly is the sure. fact that as we, as motherhood um, grows, it changes, you know, as your children grow does, you know, we're older, does. motherhood does change. Mm-hmm. The love doesn't change. It only deepens. It doesn't go away. But the way we love and the way we right. express that love, and more importantly to me, is the way we express the love of God. See, sometimes we want to um, actually make our children do what they need to do because it'll <laughs> seem a lot easier, save a lot of time, save a lot of money, right. <laughs> save right, a lot right. of energy. But the right. trusting God part comes in when we know mm-hmm. that Father God mm-hmm. loves them as much as we do. Mm-hmm. And even right. though they may take different pathways, it doesn't mean that they're gone, mm-hmm. that right. we don't give up. We know that we it's raise true. them up in the fear and admonition of God. And for those mothers who may said, I came into the faith a little later. My children were older. They see me do this. They heard me say this. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But if you put your trust in God and begin to live right. that life, 
God right. is faithful. Yes, he He's is. faithful. So yeah. I just want to encourage people. So maybe your child is taking a different path. I know I, I have a child right. that's taking a different path. Well, and it's not quite what I would have my child to do. Mm-hmm. And we're still going to live truth. We're going to still speak truth and we speak truth. That's in right. love. But right. we also allow God to be God. Yeah. Only yes. He can be God. Yes. He, yes. He is so God. So I want to encourage mm-hmm. somebody. If you're saying my child is imperfect, my mm-hmm. child is doing things that I wish my child didn't do. I didn't break them, bring them up this way. I don't believe this. I just want you to just know that if you continue to pray and trust God, right. he has a way to bring them to right where they need to be. And you know what? No child is perfect. They all go through something. I've been through uh, situations with my daughters as well. And I mean, they get upset. They've been upset, but that's okay. But you get upset. You, you, you let it soak in, you let it settle in. And then you come back to the table and say, okay, now what did you learn from this? Mm. And not only that, everybody's journey is different. That's the beauty of God. Some people take years to get it right. Some people take a year to get it right. Some people take 10 years to get it right. I'm not putting that on anybody's journey. I'm just saying in general, right? But God, like you said, Zelda, we don't just continue to trust God knowing that we have to set them free. We have to allow them to make mistakes. Yeah, we have to allow them to experience, experience what they need to experience. I tell my daughters, I went to college too. I did some things too. So, yes. sweetheart, this is not the first time I've heard of this. Mom <laughs> was perfect. I said, I wasn't perfect. I did some things too. Yeah. Like, well, mom, Honestly, you just seem like you're per- you perfect. I said, no, I'm not perfect. Yeah. No, I, I don't want oh. ever allow you to think that I'm perfect. Because trust me, God is working on me daily still. I fall yeah. short. Right. Mm-hmm. And mom did some things too. So I'm giving you grace to experience because mm-hmm. through experience, there's yes. growth, there's growth, Wisdom. there's yes. maturity, yes. <laughs> there's a level of uh experience with God, your faith level increases. Yes. So just like me, I said, You think I just got this way overnight? I said, No, I had to go through some situations mm-hmm. to get me yes. to this point where I can just totally trust God and say, God, I just give it over to you. Whatever's mm-hmm. going on, I just give it over to you. So yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. Let's see. Um, what has been the greatest challenge with motherhood? I can say, um, I'm gonna say right quick, tough love hmm. and seeing them going through situations and God may say, be still, mm-hmm. just pray and be still and allow them to go through it. I've been through some of those and it's like, wow, God, you just sit here and don't know, just sit, be still, pray, be still. That's mm, been the toughest for good. me. In the in the tough love, of course, it's like, nope, you know, you got to do this or this or that or whatever the situation is, or I'm standing my ground on my decision and live with that. Whatever God is showing me, just live with that decision. Mm. So, Zell, do you want to go ahead or? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I, I I think the most difficult part for me, my my daughter, um, I gained her, I gained her through marriage with my husband. She was only about three and a half to four years old. And she had a good mom. She has a great mom. So it's not one of those stories where you come in and you save the day. It was not that story. She had a great mom, a great father. They both loved her. And then 10 years later, we adopted a son. Uh, I was unable to carry a child in my womb, but we adopted this son. And he's wow. now 21 years old. What, That's yeah, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. We got to pause. We got to pause for a yeah. second, Zelda. That is awesome. Awesome. I'm grateful. So, and they are as different as night is day. Oh, aren't all of them? Of course. Of <laughs> course. course. My grandma said, so I want more than one of any of us, but she loves us all. <laughs> <laughs> of course. They're all different, but go ahead. 
I think one of my greatest challenges um, as, as a mother was learning how not to impose upon them all of my expectations yes. to the that it suffocated them yes. from their own identity. So learning not to live vicariously through them, learning not to um, be controlling. So I know controlling mm. is a negative word. Yes, and we ma'am. don't like to think of ourselves as controlling, but sometimes mothers can be very controlling. Very, very. Very controlling. So when I began to recognize what each child needed, and they both needed something different, learning how to pull back. I only had a strong hand. Right. I only right. had a strong hand, a strong voice. I was a school administrator. So I'm the one to fix the problems. I'm the one to mm-hmm. push you back in order. I'm the one to tell you, look mm-hmm. at you, mm-hmm. and you just follow the pieces. But my children couldn't handle that. Right. They, right. Their right. personalities could not right. handle that. Right. So as a mom, I had to grow. You know, I thought they needed to thicken up, but what it was, mm-hmm. I needed to grow. Soften up. Mm-hmm. And learn how, yeah, to be the parent that they needed to, to have. Wow. I like everything you said, especially the expectations, because mm-hmm. we are so, it's so easy for us to put our expectations on them or what, what they should be. Or, and you may not even been talking about this as well. This is something in general, but our expectations on them and how they should be and what, what, what their lives, their journeys may look like sometime. Or sometimes I think that we miss things, not you, Zelda, but we miss things in life. Oh, yeah. and, and then we might say, oh, yeah, I want them to be in cheer. Or I want them to be yes. in But that's, that's your, and I've, I said it in my book, but that is your journey. You know what I mean? Right, it's kind of right. like you're putting that on them and this may be something they don't like. So I've always allowed my daughters to, and ask them, hey, what do you want to join in school? What would you like to join in church? Yes, one yes. thing in school, one thing in church. So we won't be too overwhelmed. So what do you want to do? And I've allowed them to make those decisions while saying, no, you need to do this. And then I like when you said being controlling. I think yes. that's a sign of the enemy because yes. I feel like mm-hmm. growing up, uh, it was like, do what I say and just do that's it. Right. No that's right. No questions. No ifs, ands, or buts. No questions asked. I allowed my daughter, especially the little one, she said, well, mom, why do I have to do it this way? And I found myself saying, no, you just need to do it. And the Holy Spirit said, no, mm. I told you, you can't parent the same way. Mm. You need to allow her to ask and be free mm. to yeah. ask, why Why do I need to do it this way? Why can't I do it this way, mom? I said, you know what, do whatever you what, way you want to do it, as long as you get the same end result. Mm. You're right about that. Same outcome. That's and so she, she was the one that always questioned. I said, why are you always questioning everything? <laughs> the same one wants to be an attorney yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, as wow. well right when she graduates and I'm like okay and the attorney side came out later on in middle school her dad was like you know what I told Simone she uh, Simone said she wants to be an attorney and I said wow I said um she told me the same thing so we both saw that like yeah we can mm-hmm. see it so that's the key is to nurture that and see what what God is saying in their lives and what gifts they have, especially the spiritual gifts as well, and see what God's plan is for their lives. And like we said, nurture that. Go ahead, Marianne. Uh, two things come to mind. Uh, one is uh, speaking to the mothers who have children that aren't that motivated. Maybe they're going through right. moments that they identify right. as confused right. or anxious mm-hmm. or, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many um, um identifiers that people have at this 
moment in time. Um, God calls mm-hmm. to something else, right? But if you listen to the world, there, there, there are so many titles that are placed on kids or that they self-diagnose. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so for the mothers who are working yeah. with the children who aren't um, motivated or walking in purpose or haven't made those decisions yet, um, I just definitely want to encourage you. Um, as you guys mm-hmm. were saying, one of the key tools is uh, nurturing the gift. And that was a prayer I prayed, you know, Lord, allow me to nurture their gifts, nurture their gifts. Wow. Um, and wow. so uh, you know who who God created them to be. They may not even know mm-hmm. that. They may not even see that. Maybe they haven't picked right. um, what they want to be when they grow up yet because they don't know everything that's out there, right? God equips you with that knowledge and that wisdom. So you might have to hip them to something. Um, and so don't get um, nurturing a gift confused or with uh, being controlling. There is a, a fine line and God will give that to you. You'll know when you're telling them what to do and you'll know when you're right. encouraging them in their walk. Right. Um, and so that is true. Don't be scared yeah. to mother that is good. your children. <laughs> you know, they yeah. need I like Marianne, I like when you said encouraging them in their walk. Yeah. I love that yeah. because that is so profound. Yeah, don't be scared. That's our job. Children. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Encouraging them through their walk. I love that. Uh, but wow. If I was speaking on um one of the greatest challenges of motherhood, I would say, and this goes for all women, a lesson learned that I I, I hope Mm-hmm. is em- embraced and received from this um, and hear me clearly when I say, but um, the, the one of the greatest challenge lessons learned is to take time for self, to take time for yes. self. Um, I, I have that. learned the hard way, right? Not carving out time for self, right? So as the mother and seeing to every one of their needs and having that single mother phase for the first eight years of uh, my children's life um, and, and just dedicating everything I do to them and, and circling my world around them. And then even um, once married, doing the same thing and just making sure everybody's taken care of because that is my priority. Mm-hmm. However, that's not my right. only role. You know, yes, mm-hmm. my, my priority is to see to them and I'm called to do that. But um, one of the greatest challenges is to is to find that place to take time for self. And that might look differently and that might, you know, for, for everyone and stuff. So Sometimes mm-hmm. for me, that looks like still in a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. It depends on the day. Right. You know, and sometimes right, that right. looks like um, extra five minutes in the, in the shower or the bath. I have infants and I right. have teens, right? I've got a blog I'm working on right. called Teens and oh, Toddlers. Wow. Yes. Yeah, she does. Teens she and has, Toddlers. She, kind of like the Brady Bunch. I want to say the Brady Look, Bunch. <laughs> yeah, every bit of it, only a little more, a little, only a little more flavor, uh-huh. okay? Um, of course, of course, and, of course. And, and no maid. Okay, you you talking to the uh, maid. Um, but yeah. um, but it, because of that, um, making sure to carve out time for self. And then also lesson learned is to have the element of fellowship and community. So finding like-minded mm-hmm. sisters such yeah. as yourself who do relate, that don't say you're crazy because yes. this is you know how you feel right. at the end of the day or because right. you just feel like you, um, you know, want to cry because your nails look raggedy. and st- Like there's somebody who understands that, you know, <laughs> right, right. that's true. Um, and so make that's true. sure that, you know, you have a sister that's going to say, you know what, let's go get those manicures together. I know you need a minute, you know, or whatever right. the case might be, but, but, but it is important to have that sisterhood and it may not be your sister by blood, you know what I'm saying? So develop of course, that of fellowship, course. that sisterhood with like-minded sisters who mean you well and, um, speak life to you. I totally and, agree. Um, um, mm-hmm. encourage you, you know, that, that don't just, um, um, uh, feed on any kind of insecurities and stuff, but speak life to you. Um, and then also just making sure that you take that time for stuff, wherever that cut it out, carve it out. It, you might have to right. have the fast food that day. And that time that right. you're going to use on cooking that meal might be the moment that you need to take for your reading a book or your moment and that- of silence. 
or whatever it might be, but find mm-hmm. it and take it um, because right. it's necessary just for, for the sanity check and to love everybody else well. Okay. And I love what you said about take the time for yourself as well, because Jesus got away at something. Mm-hmm. He was still he should, away yes. and he would have his quiet time, right? If Jesus yes. was able to steal away and have his quiet time, mm-hmm. then God expects the same thing for Beautiful. us. And I know when I was raising my daughters, of course, I... I, I did take time for me. I had to learn to not to feel guilty yes. about taking the time because the mm. enemy can make you feel guilty about it. But I so much agree. also oh, much agree with you that we have to take that time. Even to this day, you know, I still take the time for myself as well. You know, even when my daughters are grown out the house or whatever case is, but I'm just saying, I still take those moments for myself. You know, self-care is key, mm-hmm. even in motherhood as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And the sisterhood aspect of it. I love when you said that as well, having that camaraderie, having that, that where you can mesh and talk and vent and mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. That is like the greatest therapy in the world yeah. is to be able to give it your sisters and share yes. and vent and knowing it won't go anywhere. Yes. That it'll just stay between you guys and you'll just pray about it and pray for each other and lift each other up, cry about it together, whatever it is. Yeah. It, it's a bond. It's a, it's a camaraderie as well. So this has been great. Great. Uh, my sisters, I've enjoyed our time together today. So can you please, uh, I guess we can start with Zelda. Zelda, tell the, the audience how we can reach you through Absolutely. social media. Zelda Kit Ministry is on Facebook, YouTube. You will find me at Zelda Kit. We also have a website, www.zeldakitministries.com. We have our books out there on Amazon. So please go by and check us out. There's one book in particular that I'd like to recommend to everyone. It's a devotional it's uh, 21 Prayers and Declarations Over Negative Thoughts and Emotions. I think Great. every mother needs to look at it and wow. even include their children because those negative emotions can sometimes crawl into our minds. But mm-hmm. God's word helps us to stomp it right back out. So he I does. want to encourage you to check us out on any of those places. We also have a prayer line. It's one 411 pray You can catch okay. us. On, yeah, you can catch us on EnvisionRadio.com. You can catch us on uh, Glory to God TV, or you can catch us on WOTM. Okay, so Marianne? I was busy writing down that prayer line. Thank you so much, Miss Zelda. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, y'all can reach me um, for business endeavors, project management, um, whether you need um, assistance with the project or you'd like to take part in our initiative to uh, help bless other mothers become project managers. That's um, the, our, our latest initiative um, because who's more equipped mm-hmm. and qualified to be a project manager than a mother? Uh, we want to help right. people figure out how to um, use those transferable skills for six-figure incomes. And so we're working on um, educating because uh, like Zelda, we believe that is the uh, greatest tool you have to um, acquire wealth and success just in life. Um, And so um, one of our initiatives is uh, empowering mothers in that way, specifically mothers, because you have the skills it takes to um, project manage and to earn six-figure incomes if you are a mother. And so we're working on getting you certified um, and uh, getting you uh, connected with the Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies that we have relationships with um, to uh, obtain employment. Um, so you can reach us at empireorg.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-E-O-R-G.com, empireorg.com. Wow. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, MJPC Talk. Uh, that's M-J-P-C-T-A-L-K, MJPC Talk. 
Um, okay. And I am, like I said, working on a blog called Teens and Toddlers. Uh, you'll find that through our website, upticklife.com. And that will be fully released by the end of this year. But Teens and Toddlers are just some fun uh, stories, lessons <laughs> learned, uh, moments captured, other women's stories, just um, things like that that are shared uh, through experience and, and, and life and motherhood and just a way that we can can share Um that we can share. So thank you for this opportunity um, for, to share also w- w- how lovely, how honoring, how beautiful, how appreciative I am just for, for <laughs> this opportunity. Um, thank sure, you so sure. much. Well, my sisters, I want to thank the both of you for taking out the time today to share, share with the audience and to share with me and converse. This has been so fruitful. It's been eye-opening. And I know that God is going to truly bless um, what we have put into the atmosphere. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Lord. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Lord, again as well. So thank you for tuning in today. Um, always live your truth with God's guidance. Peace and blessings.